Hi, I'm Cassandra Siebels, the 2022-2023 president of the Junior League of Atlanta, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of JLA Inside Out, stories from inside and outside of the Junior League of Atlanta. Welcome to today's episode, and I am very excited to be joined today with Lauren Parkerson and Elizabeth Goff from Journey to Literacy. Thank you guys for speaking with me today. Absolutely. Glad to be here. So as we dive right in, what what is Journey to Literacy? So we are a program of the Junior League of Atlanta. Um, It is a hands-on program that's presented throughout the community. It was developed by JLA in 2009. And our goal is to raise awareness within the community on the importance of early childhood education. And also something that we're trying to work on a little bit more is teaching parents and caregivers effective methods to develop and increase early literacy skills. So when you say that you're a JLA program, I'm not that familiar with what that means. What does that mean? That's a great question. So if you're, you're familiar with IBCI, the issue-based community impact. Maybe it would be a good idea. We start and refresh kind of what the IBCI is, just for anyone who's listening who might not be in the junior league. Absolutely. So IBCI is the issue-based community impact, and it is the organizational structure that we use to make sure that we are being effective in the community and that we are doing our best work to impact women and children in Atlanta who are most under-resourced. And there's a whole framework um, that um, if you want to dig more into what that means, um, you can dig in more through the PowerPoints that are on our member website. But really the goal is community engagement. And so then our three focus areas are generational poverty, early childhood education, and then commercialization and sexualization of women and children. And those are the three areas that we think we can make the most impact for women and children in Atlanta. And so Journey to Literacy fits right in that model with early childhood education. So when you say that it's a program, is it something that is a placement with the Junior League or is it something that we do independent of the league? How does that work? Yeah, so Journey to Literacy is a placement um, and it's an external facing placement. So we partner with existing organizations in the community that the Junior League already partners with and we help serve those partners in the community. Um, But the good news is that we are able to partner with a lot of different types of organizations in the community that Junior League already partners with. So we, we are an external placement within the league. Amazing. So who are some of the partners that you partner with and what do you do with them? So in the past, we have partnered with uh, the Fulton County Library System, as well as City of Refuge, as well as uh, Kids in the Kitchen, which is a junior league placement currently. What are some of the things that you do with the City of Refuge, for example? So this one is a really fun um, Saturday program that we started during the pandemic. Like Elizabeth said, Historically, we've been big time partners with the library where we would go in on a Saturday and have a story time and activity. And then we send um, each family home with a book of their own to keep. Um, with the libraries closed during the pandemic, we had to think of how can we be creative? Who, can, who needs our help and who's open? So before the libraries opened back up for in-person, um, we were able to do some virtual story times, and then a couple of other partner organizations were also doing virtual story times. The City of Refuge, because they have children who live 
within their community on site. They were able to host us, of course, safely before kind of everything else opened up. And we continue this partnership today. So we go once a month and we have um, a story time where we read between like three and four books. Then we have an activity. So it's some sort of a craft or building something together. And then we have a healthy snack. And it's just a few hours on a Saturday afternoon where our committee members are able to go in and love on these kids and also give their parents just a little bit of time um, to do whatever they need to do um, and have a bit of a break. And it's been a phenomenal partnership. And we even were able to support a trunk or treat a couple weeks ago, where instead of candy, we gave out books. And we uh, also made an activity with, with each child who came around. And for that, it was the children who lived there and then also the apartment complex across the street from City of Refuge. So it's really grown. Um, we also help with their um, after school programs. We have a few G league uh, members in our, in our committee who go once a month to their after school program and sit with the kids and help them with their homework and read with them. And just another way to plug in and show City of Refuge that JLA is a great partner. So for someone who might not be familiar or kind of have little kids, why is this literacy piece so important? Why, why spend so much time focusing on it? That's uh, also a great question. Um, so if you are not kind of in this space, if you don't work within literacy or nonprofit, I can totally understand how this would just seem like, well, of course kids can read, right? So why do we focus on literacy? Well, literacy is a huge component of early childhood education, which we know um, is under-resourced in the state of Georgia. If you don't have kids in the school system or you don't work in this, um, in this space, then you would definitely not be aware of how many children living in Georgia are not able to read. And that by third grade, you're expected to be able to no longer learn to read, but read to learn. So you're, you are reading your own math problems and you are um, expected to write paragraphs. And there's just so much um, development that happens in those early years that um, we feel that's a great area for us to plug in. And that's why we make sure that we are going into the communities that need our support. So um, one of the libraries, I think we just got this feedback a couple weekends ago, is that they only have um, two staff members on Saturdays for, to serve this library. And you've got families coming in who are just looking for a way to help their children. So I'd also just say that studies have proven and shown that the first three years of life represent the most rapid period of brain development. And so having a safe and stable early learning experience and relationships can really set the foundation for, you know, emotional well-being, social competency. Um, and so missing those, any of those key milestones during this period can really cause developmental delays. And so that's a really big part of why early childhood education and, and there's, you know, why there's, there should be a focus on literacy. And that's why we find it so important as well. It's just because of the development and the progress that's needed to lay the right foundation just between before age eight, even. Um, so that's why our focus has really been in on early childhood education in particular, in that age range. Um, and then I think more importantly, also just specific to our community, there's such a big need. Um, and I think Lauren has may have some stats on that, that we can walk through about 
how it's relevant to us in Georgia and in Atlanta specifically, um, and why this is becoming a big issue and has been a big issue for a very long time. Elizabeth, it was like you read my mind thinking through like, well, how how is the this in Atlanta right now? So Lauren, do you potentially have some information on and kind of could you give us a little bit of an idea of what early childhood literacy in the city of Atlanta looks like right now? Absolutely. So one one stat that actually is is um, from Gears, one of our, our important partners, um, is that children from low income families enter kindergarten with a listening vocabulary of 3000 words compared to 20,000 words from middle income children. And I think that that is a huge disparity. And that's why we focus on reading and really building up that um, listening vocabulary. And then how that then plays out in Atlanta, um, in, in zip code 30311, 16% of students are exceeding third grade reading standards. One six. Okay. That is Southwest Atlanta. So kind of Southwest Atlanta, you've got only 16% of kids reading at, at the third grade level by the time they reach third grade. Um, also, another statistic for that same zip code, the high school graduation rate is at 71%, um, 62% children in poverty. So all these numbers correlate. And if you compare it to the regional numbers, we are way behind. So the, the percent of students exceeding third grade reading standards regionally, 44%. Again, we're at 16. So there is a huge need in the city of Atlanta. And that zip code, 30311, that Southwest Atlanta area, that's where one of our libraries are, where we go um, once a month. That's where City of Refuge is. So these are the communities where it is really important for us to bring our program to kids to um, read to them and to engage with them and to tie activities to the stories to really foster that love of reading because we have got to get kids reading by third grade. Yeah. So recognizing, you know, it, it definitely is an issue and can definitely set someone up for success in life, you know, to have this reading level by third grade. What's something that the average listener could do to help kind of facilitate this and kind of, and really have an impact aside from working with Journey to Literacy? <laughs> I think one of the first things is just understanding the impact and the importance of it and being informed about the impact that literacy has on early childhood development and the trickle down effect into the community and the interaction between education and access to healthcare and access to childcare. And, you know, there's all these other issues in the community that are, they all interact with each other. And so I think it really is about education and, and knowing and being aware of it, um, to then be able to be informed to take action in whatever way that you feel inspired to take action, if that's, you know, with political advocacy or, you know, policy advocacy or getting involved hands-on with a school or in the community, that, that would be my first thought. But I don't know, Lauren, if you have any other ideas. I love that. Um, one of the great ways that Gears does it is they have their ambassador program one of the big gap in lower income and even middle income areas in Atlanta and surrounding is access to quality childcare. And a, a quality rated pre-K program can set a kid up for success. You know, you're getting those fundamentals. You are learning how to be in school before being thrown into kindergarten. So the importance of 
a successful pre-K year, that is something that I don't know that people are aware of unless they have a, a child and they're going through that, that process themselves. So I think there's um, a lot of awareness around there. It's super important. Again, follow, follow, follow all these great nonprofit organizations in Atlanta that are doing the work, you know, follow gears on Instagram, see what they're doing. We have so many partners. We, there's literacy action. Everybody wins the, the speech school. We have really great partners in the, within the junior league that are doing phenomenal work in the community and to figure out, you know, well, where's your place in this? Do you want to be hands-on? Like Elizabeth said, join our committee. We'll, we'll um, help you be equipped to read to children, you know, if you're, we have got some community members who um, don't have children, who don't have small children in their lives, and um, we're a little bit intimidated to go and read to a bunch of, like, a sea of little faces looking at you, but um, we have been able to use the, um, the Cox campus that has this great resource for, for teachers that is free training on, on um, reading techniques. So it's this great resource for educators and it's free, but anybody can take. Yeah. And Elizabeth, you've mentioned one of the things, if somebody's looking to get more involved or kind of take the next step from here to just get informed, where would you recommend they go to get more information and learn more about this? Yeah, great question. I think Gears has a really good, they have a voter, they had a, they put out a voter guide in 2020 where they actually highlighted questions you can ask candidates that are related to education. Um, so Gears is a good resource. And I'd say there, I think the Junior League also probably has some resources as well, but um, just some highlighting, like some nonprofits in the community um, should have some information on their websites about advocacy and nonpartisan advocacy too, that's specific to education and what the lay of the land really is. What would you ask of anyone listening? What would be the one thing you would ask them to do at the end of this episode of, if you could choose, here's the one thing I want you to take away, the one thing I want you to go do now? I think it would be to educate yourself first and then advocate on behalf of the million kids under the age of nine that live in Georgia the two-thirds of Georgia's third graders that are not reading proficiently, the 61% of low-income families that are without reading materials for children, and even in, in your friend groups and at work, advocate for early literacy, the importance of pre-K, the importance of reading to children. I mean, there's also Talk With Me Baby is an amazing, amazing program where there are so many young mothers or I don't know, middle-aged mothers um, that don't understand how important it is to start reading to your baby when they are a few weeks old. That that word gap that we talked about previously, that starts at day one. And there are so many ways to support the children that are otherwise left behind. And I think in whatever space that you take up, at work or with your friends or in the community, speak up for these kids and see where you can make an impact. Elizabeth, what about you? What would be the one thing that you would want someone to take away or do having listened to this episode? I think it's exactly what Lauren just said. It's just learning and then talking about it. Like the more that we talk, the more people listen, 
you know, within your friend groups of just, Hey, guess what I learned today? You know, like it just gets a conversation going. And then, you know, if you're really passionate about it, you can get involved in with organizations in the community that, you know, have an avenue and a way in. Um, But I think it is just learning and being aware and then talking about it with the people that you interact with every day. Um, Just think about your network and the people that, that you talk to. Well, Lauren, Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining joining me today. I really appreciated learning more about Journey to Literacy and kind of how it came to be in the Junior League and the work that you do in our community. And I'm definitely going to go out and buy some kid books now. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to this episode of JLA Inside Out. If you have feedback, thoughts, or questions, we would love to hear from you. Please reach out to us at insideout at jlatlanta.org. We hope you can join us for our second annual Literacy Walk this Saturday, November 19th. We're raising funds to help organizations like Journey to Literacy. If you haven't had a chance to register yet, we're offering a special discount to our podcast listeners. For $10 off your registration, use the code LIT. Walk 10, that's L I T W A L K 10 at checkout. The link to register can be found in the notes for this episode.